We are so glad that you were listening to the Temple of God International podcast. We as a family are praying for you and we believe that this is just the word that you need. God bless you. Glory be to God. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name this wonderful morning. What a good God, what a merciful Father. You have granted us once again another opportunity to come into your presence, to come and fellowship with you through your word. What a good God. Father, we ask for understanding. We ask for receptivity. Father, there's a lot that you've hidden, and there's a lot that you do through preaching. And we pray in the name of Jesus that out of these lips of clay, anoint me true and true. Bless your hearers. Let them hear what they got to hear. Let them understand what they got to understand. The faith needed for another level. Let it be released in the name of Jesus. Your holy word says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we are believing you, spirit of the living God, that we are not here alone, that you will do what you do best. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Now, today, we just want to continue from where we left off. But I will beg of you. I'm about to pour my heart out. Something that really helped me as a young man. I was in my early 20s when I first believed. Glory be to God. I've always been in the Catholic faith so much to the extent that in my early years, about eight years or nine years after my First Holy Communion or Confirmation, I think First Holy Communion, I was part of the Mass service and I served. And I even recall serving the Pope when he visited Ghana many years ago. But my teen years wasn't that great. Then, by the grace of God, in my early 20s, very early 20s, I found Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. So, I'm saying this is about 50, uh, 30 years experience. And I pray that the spirit of the living God will bless us this morning and grant you understanding. Hallelujah. Our title has been Focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. And that is personally what the Lord is telling every one of us, especially me. It keeps on ringing in my spirit. It keeps on ringing in my spirit that, Patrick, don't look anywhere. Don't pay attention to anything, but just focus on Jesus. Just focus on Jesus. Mm -hmm. We want to continue with this Jesus talk. Jesus is our everything. You know, we say Jesus is our everything, but then these messages are practical things that one can do. Glory be to God. That God's intention for your Christian work or God's blessing for you will be enjoyed and permanently manifested in your life. You know, God has his ways. He calls Jesus the power. He calls Jesus his wisdom. He calls Jesus his light. Amen. We are going to look at these three things probably today. We'll talk more on Jesus being the power of God. One of the things that we have talked over the past few weeks, if I could recall your memory, is that God's way or one of God's sure way of deliverance is through Jesus. And every one of us or every one of my hearers, everyone hearing me should know how to be delivered. Glory be to God through Jesus. Is somebody hearing me? Now, let's read a number of scriptures. And the first that I want us to read is John chapter 3. We are reading from 14 to 15, which we have read some part already in previous weeks. In John chapter 3, I start from 14. He says, And Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted. This happened 
in Numbers chapter 21, and you could get a full account. And Jesus was liking what happened and the deliverance there be. He was liking it that in our generations and generations to come, it's going to be the same. But then there is a part that we have to play. And that is what I'm about to read to you. From verse 15, it says, Whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Meaning that there are things orchestrated that lead to our perishing. But Jesus is there to stop us from perishing. But how does God stop us from perishing? It takes our faith in Jesus. Glory be to God. It takes our faith in Jesus. And if I will say it again, in those times, what was happening was the serpent were causing God's people to perish. And today, Satan is doing the same. And you find out that the first prophecy about Jesus Christ, that the seed of a woman will bruise the head of the serpent, is talking about deliverance. So one of the primary ministry of Jesus Christ is deliverance. Glory be to God. Now, verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Here again, it has been mentioned perish. But then, the scriptures will point to the fact that it doesn't just happen, but it is whosoever believes in him. Whosoever believes in him. Then he goes on in verse 17 to tell us the reason why God sent Jesus. He says, for God sent not his son to condemn the world. So Jesus is not, when we're talking about Jesus or the things of Jesus or the things of God, is not to put you down, it's not to condemn you, but rather it's a means in which you will rise. Glory be to God. And I see somebody rising. In the name of Jesus. He says that God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him we might be saved. Now I just want to say something interesting here. The Bible says that God is not condemning any of us, but he's using Jesus that we might be saved. Now this word saved here is the word sozo. And it means to save, one. It means to deliver. Two, it means to protect, it means to heal, it means to preserve, it means to save against itself, then it means to do well, it means to make whole, okay? But the translators of the Bible just use saved, which they can use any of these seven words. Are you there with me? Now, as scripture will have it, God saw it fit to show us practically how one can be saved, and that is not the only way in which one can be saved, but it's a sure way. In Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, the same sozo is mentioned there, and it says, if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, you will be saved. That is sozo. That means that any of these seven things, to be saved, to be delivered, to be protected, to heal, to be preserved, to do well, and to be made whole is done or is received the same way. Is somebody hearing me? You know, here it was revealed in Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10, that it is with the this is verse 10 says that it is with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So the Bible says that if Jesus, God sent his son, Jesus, not to condemn the world, but through him we might be saved, that means that we have to pick all the promises, put it in our heart, and vocalize it. Pick all the promises, if it is healing that you need, pick all the promises of healing, put it in your heart, be well, well, well assured, be persuaded, then speak it out, and it will be yours. It's a sure way. It's not the only way. Because this God that we are serving is a big God. Glory be to God. It goes on in verse 18. I believe that somebody is getting me. It goes on in verse 18 to say, He that believes on him is not condemned, 
But he that believes not is condemned already because he believed not in the name of the only begotten of the Father. Okay, so what is he trying to tell us? He's trying to tell us that sometimes long before heaven manifests, long before we find ourselves either in heaven or hell, we are either condemned or not condemned. Why? Because of Jesus. If that's the case, then it's another thing for one to consider why we should focus on Jesus and why Jesus is important. Is somebody hearing me? Now verse 19 tells us why the condemnation. He says, this is the condemnation. Why are we going to be condemned? That means when we get to heaven's gate, are you in or are you out? Why? Because he says that this is the condemnation that light came into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Okay, so here God has said it clearly that Jesus is like our light. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 60, the whole world lies in darkness. Are you there with me? So Jesus is like our light. And if the whole world lies in darkness, then one of the short things, because as humans, it's a bit, sometimes you don't know what best to do. But then, if Jesus is our light, then the things of Jesus, the words of Jesus, the example of Jesus, the power of Jesus, the wisdom of Jesus becomes light for us. And we should believe and have confidence in those things. And I will explain. Let's go on and talk about the nature of God. The Bible tells us that this is our God that we are serving in Isaiah chapter 55 from verses 8 and 9. It says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither my ways, your ways, says the Lord. So that means that if God says, Jesus is my power, Jesus is my wisdom, Jesus is my light, is not our thoughts of light, of power. It's not our way of power or light. Are you there with me? God has his own way. That means that we have to lean on God. We have to trust him and look into this word, this perfect law of liberty. Study it very carefully and find out what God is saying. Because in Isaiah chapter 15, he's trying to tell us that he is very different from us. Is somebody hearing me? Verse 9 says, For us the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Glory be to God. This is the God that we are serving. If that is the case, when the thoughts of God rubs on us, we will be supernatural. Because the natural is nowhere near God. Is somebody hearing me? That as children of God, every time we have to pray that the nature of God rubs on us, the nature of God rubs on us, the thought of God. Are you there? We imbibe the thought of God. And you find out that even in the marketplace, we will be supernatural. There will be something about us that people cannot really pinpoint. Is somebody hearing me? Now, how are these things possible? That is exactly what we are talking about. How are these things practical? How can the thought of God rub run on us? How can the ways of God rub run on us? Is somebody hearing me? I just want to say something here. That the nature of man without God. Are you there with me? The nature of man that have not accepted the ways of God. This is what the Bible says. And in two places in Proverbs chapter 16 verse 25. The Bible says that there is a way. That seemed right unto a man, but the end thereof is a way of death. Meaning that naturally, naturally you may think you are doing the right thing. But at the end you will find out that, now, I've made a mistake all along. And I tell you, you know, there are certain things, are you there with me? When you make a mistake, you can easily, it takes minutes. Some, you cannot reverse it. Are you there with me? So it's like in, in man, right? We are not sure the right way. We are not sure the best moves in every area. In financial investment, in our homes, bringing up the children. Which way is the best? In our marriages, in our profession, which way is the best? Are you there with me? So you find out that we are inadequate and like sheep that depends on a shepherd. We should always depend on our maker, God, 
through Jesus Christ after, as you have accepted him. Is somebody hearing me? So how are these things done? The Bible tells us, are you there? Is somebody coming along? The way of God is such that after the fall of man, that is Adam's sin and Eve, are you there with me? God had a master plan to deliver us through Jesus Christ. Is somebody hearing me? We all know this by this time. And these things, the deliverance and the way of the deliverance are in this Bible. These holy scriptures that we all have. Are you there with me? But as if it is hidden from us. So today I pray in the name of Jesus that God open your heart to receive something this morning, still in the morning. Glory be to God. Amen. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 24, the Bible says, But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greek, Christ is the power of God. And Christ is the wisdom of God. Now, let me explain this. I said, and I'll make this statement again. After the fall, that is when Adam sinned, the only way that God put together to redeem man back, you know, you can only redeem that which is yours. Do you agree with it? I mean, supposing you are a bit short and you take something to the somewhere, pound this um, places and um, they give you money in exchange and you get, are you there with me? You get, your, you get their money, you go and give them and you take your jewelry or whatever you've taken back. That is, where, that is why the word redeemed is used. Are you there? So one of the things that he says in Romans, he also says in Galatians, in fact, a lot of places, that Jesus Christ has redeemed us. Are you there? And sometimes when you feel, you don't feel redeemed, or you are not seeing the manifestation of the redeemed, gather all these verses of scriptures, as I'm saying, Romans chapter 10 verse, put it in your heart and speak it to yourself. Speak it loud, speak it to yourself, speak it to yourself. You begin to experience the manifestation of a redeemed life. Otherwise, Satan is there, is in control, is in your thought, and you'll be making wrong moves after wrong moves. It's all over. Are you there with me? Trying to lead you into distraction. Is somebody hearing me? Now, God's master plan is Jesus. And God says that Jesus is my power. Jesus is my wisdom. So today, I want to start with power. Are you there with me? Is somebody coming along with me? He says, Jesus is my power. Jesus is my wisdom. Now, how is God's power to deliver us? How is God's power to heal us? How is God's power to set us free? How is it manifest? Or how can, how can it be practically ours? Is somebody hearing me? It is through the preaching of the gospel. Through the preaching of the gospel. God uses the preaching of the gospel to do a lot of deliverance. And that is my story. Is somebody hearing me? My question is, how does power become ours practically? And the answer is that it is hidden through the preaching of the gospel. Number one. In Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, this is what the Bible says. And you see, and the person that wrote this, right, he saw many wonders. He said to the Galatians, how are you filled with the Spirit? He says, how are there miracles in your church? How are there miracles among you? And he said to them in few words, through the preaching of the gospel, through the preaching of the gospel. The Bible tells us in Lystra, in Acts chapter 14, this same man went and somebody got a breakthrough, 38 years, somebody got a breakthrough who has never walked before. 
He never touched him, but through the preaching of the gospel. So if this man stands there and says that, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. So that means that talking just about Jesus, the gospel of Christ, talking just about Jesus, it is so powerful and God uses it to set us free. And that was my story. And that is my story still up to this day. It may look foolishness, but all that I do, me and the people in my household, in my car everywhere, preaching, preaching, preaching. Because, I, because of this truth that I'm sharing with you, and without that, Satan will take hold of my mind. And when Satan takes hold of your mind, it's downstream. It's downstream. You are going down in life. Is somebody hearing me? And the way in which God has blessed us is through the preaching of the gospel. Let me continue reading, and I will explain. You understand this before we finish, to the glory of God. He says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. This man that experienced breakthrough, this man that said to the Galatian church, that the receiving of the Spirit, the miracles that are happening among you, how does it happen? Is it obeying the law or the hearing of faith? The hearing of faith is simply preaching. Is somebody hearing me? This man that went to Lystra, and a man that has not walked before, as he was preaching, this man received faith to be healed. Are you there with me? New, and he says that, listen, the gospel should not be put away, but the gospel is the power of God that leads to salvation. What salvation is he talking about? The salvation that has been listed here, deliverance, protection, save, preserve, healing, doing well, all these, are you there with me, is God's power. But he gives us a warning in between to everyone who believes, meaning that God is using the gospel to manifest his power. But his power is not manifested only to them who believe. And this is where... People say the foolishness, it looks like foolishness. It looks like foolishness. It looks, why would you sit behind your telly this morning, watching us on Facebook or watching us on YouTube? Why would you be tuning in through your mobile phone or other device, listen to us? It looks foolishness. But believe. Believe. The condition is that the power is manifested in those who believe. And I will share my own life experience. I started by introducing myself, things that I've never said before. And I'm going to share with you, as a young man, how the thoughts, and the, you know, thoughts are signs of demonic presence. Yeah, anytime you have a bad thought, demonic presence, when you have a good thought, the atmosphere is good. But thoughts are also, we have power over it, according to Romans chapter 8. Are you there with me? But thought causes us to be selected or rejected by God. That is, if there are certain thoughts that are coming and you don't challenge it through preaching, you don't challenge and you don't do anything about it. Are you there with me? Many years ago, a very senior pastor said something interesting. He says he visited a young man, a young man that has just started. And those days, probably I would see it as the young man was about my age. And there was this FM playing and this worldly music and all sorts of things playing. And he said to this young man that, why are you listening to this? And the young man said, it's not me, it's the radio. He said, yes, you have power to change the dial. You have power over it. Because sooner or later, after listening to those things, you find out that your prayer life or even going back into your state of spirituality, it takes a while. And sometimes people do not even come back, or those sounds, or those things that they hear, it causes them to backslide. I am preaching the good news to you because the world out there hasn't got anything good for you. Today, if you find anything better, I will stop and follow you. I can vouch and tell you that this has tremendously blessed me. It's changed my life totally, and I didn't know what I was doing. I just love listening to preaching. And I search for preachings. And sometimes when I come with a particular to topic from a particular man of God, it's like, it's like give me time, give me, leave, leave me to listen to this, leave me to listen to this. And I keep on sending to friends. And I didn't know this truth that after 30 years, I'm sharing with you. 
is the power of God. But the power of God is manifested. I tell you, my life, I see, sometimes when people see me now, they are surprised because they thought I would, I would they, they, they don't have a clue how things have turned around for me. And these are personal things. People are surprised. And how did I come to this? If you only believe me. My pastor taught us many years ago to create an atmosphere. I'm going to read a, Bible, a verse of scripture to you. Because he didn't give us a verse of scripture why you can create an atmosphere in your home for the children to grow in. Why you can create an atmosphere in your car. Why you can create an atmosphere in your office. He didn't give me the verse of scripture. But I tell you that when the word of God is being played, it challenges forces in the environment. Unseen forces. And Psalm 91 if you want to know the unseen forces that are against man, or Genesis chapter 1, the unseen forces that are against man, that God put us in, and God wants us to be, or God knows that we will survive even within the unseen forces. But how are we going to survive in these unseen forces? It's true, creating an atmosphere, sleeping in preaching, listening to preaching all the time. But that trouble, if your focus is on that child that is troubling you, if your focus is on that finances that is not adding up, that marriage that is not adding up, that job that is not adding up, you'll be going down and Satan will be giving you more thoughts. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 5 how Satan works, how Satan can drive you from a lovely family and find yourself in graveyard and make graveyard tombs your home. Sometimes we have people living churches. We have Judas. A thought entered him. The Bible says that whilst I suffer with Jesus, Satan entered him. That is a thought entered him. People are destroying relationships. People are destroying marriages. But I tell you, sometimes that tendency is in all of us. But through the preaching of the gospel, God uses his power to challenge and brings about, bring us deliverance. I see you being delivered in the name of Jesus. I tell you, make this your personal message. I'm going to say great things in the next 20 minutes. Because I can't hit my chest if I'm only allowed to do that. To tell you that it's a hidden truth that a lot. But today I'm putting scriptures to it. Is somebody hearing me? It says, okay, you know there's a life. I remember many years ago as a pastor somewhere, we went out on evangelism with a number of young men in the church. And... Um, I mean, we're about it, or young, vibrant men. And we're then young, blah, blah, blah. I might be in my 30s or early 30s thereabout. And these young men were in their 20s, but they believed. And they were following me. We're walking around the town of Romford. And we met a gentleman. And we witnessed to him. Now, this gentleman said, he looked at all of us. He says, okay, okay, so we were his age. But he looked at me. I said, I know you. You are the pastor amongst them. Why did he pick me out? Because as I then, the guys that I was working with, I was trying as much as possible. I mean, we're, we're, we're trying to be we're like equal, sort of. And I do that deliberately. Even though the age difference then might be about 10 years, but I do that deliberately. Is somebody hearing me? But how did this gentleman was able to pick me out? And this is where verse 17. Verse 17 says, to everyone that believes, to Jews and to Greek, it says that in the gospel, therein, that is in the gospel, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Let me just tell you, righteousness is a life. Okay? You might not know. Are you there with me? You might not know when you are believe, when you believe Jesus. You see? The righteousness which the Bible talks about in Romans chapter 10 is faith in Jesus Christ. It's counted as righteousness. And there's a life in it. There's Zoe in it. And in the spiritual realm, witches, warlock, all those fetish people, they see it. They see it on a child of God. The Bible talks about one of the reasons why the law, that is Moses' law, was abolished and canceled because there wasn't righteousness in it. Because there wasn't righteousness in it. Righteousness has a life. So somebody will say, oh, I can't feel it. What's it? What's it? But I tell you, if you have eyes, you will know. Are you there? You know, sometimes people go through all sorts of attacks and days, and I got here, 
and uh, they didn't like me, and this and that, I don't know what I've done wrong, and that and that, all sorts of things, because I get all sorts of dreams. Please, work on your righteousness. Work on your righteousness. Work on your righteousness. Is somebody hearing me? Is the Zoe, is the supernatural life, is the God kind of life, and it's all ours by believing in Jesus. Are you, you know, people are saying, I believe, I believe. Are you doing these things? The power of God to stop everything Satan is doing in your family, to stop everything Satan is doing in your finances, to stop everything Jesus is, uh, Satan is doing in your finances, at your workplace, your profession, is through the preaching. And to those who believe. You know, let me say this. I'll give you a practical example of what the psalmist said, okay? Then I'll give you a verse of scripture to warn us. Is somebody ready? In Psalm 19, it is recorded there, and this is where I believe God really helped me, okay? The Bible says, the law of the Lord is perfect, but what does he do? He converts the soul. So preaching converts our mind. Are you there with me? He said the testimony of God, verse 7 still is sure, making wise the simple. Are you there? That means that, you know, sometimes, you know, when we're growing up, we used to say, oh, me, I'm a simple guy. No, 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 the Bible says that it's not, it's not virtue. Simpleness is not virtue. The Bible says that when Asalon was rebelling against his father, People followed him out of their simplicity of mind. Today, people leave churches, people leave marriages, people leave, people throw children away, people leave businesses, jobs, out of simplicity. But simplicity is no virtue in Christendom. God wants us to be wise. Jesus is our wisdom. And the Bible says that, listen, it said the testimony of God and preaching are testimonies of God put together. It makes you find out that when you sit in church, sit in church, sit in church, suddenly you will see you will see the wisdom of God in your life. You know, let me just say this, right? Many years ago, okay, we were very young then, and one of my cousins, who is my age group, was uh, going to get married. I, have, I think I have already married, and um, I think I've had um, our first child. We had a family meeting, what um, the family could do to help this, my cousin, in his wedding. Then I just made a suggestion. Then. An elderly lady turned around and looked at me. He says, you are very wise. How did I become wise? Through church, preaching, hearing, he says, you are very wise. I just made a simple suggestion. To me, it was a very simple suggestion. And I've had people in time past, I've been at this for a while as a preacher, telling me, you speak above your age. How old are you? Are you there with me? So, Somebody's who people weren't expecting much from me. Now, when they call family meeting, I'm one of, I mean, if we talk about my siblings, and this is being recorded, sometimes certain decisions, they have to, I have to speak before the agreement is made. From where did I get to this level? Because as a young man, I've been preached to. What messages? In fact, I have a shared somewhere, and it is full of messages, audio, which were converted, audio messages from cassette, converted to CDs, and I converted again, again from CDs to MP3s. So I put them all in a shed. A lot of them. I don't know what to do with them. And this was the power of God working in my life to change my thought, push demons away, orchestrated things that have been orchestrated. That the power of God challenged and make sure that it never happened in the name of Jesus. And I see the same thing happening to you. Amen. The Bible says that the testimony of God, when you see a simple-minded person, do not be happy because simple-minded Mind deathness is not of God. Is somebody hearing me? But through the gospel, you can be wise. The Bible tells us in Timothy that Paul said to Timothy that you have been wise because from a childhood, your 
mother and your grandmother expose you to scriptures. So two verses of scriptures to support this fact. Is somebody, and even more, is somebody hearing me? Verse 8 says that the statue of the Lord is right, rejoicing the heart. So that means that you see the heart, the crutus, that is the very thing that we use in serving God, the heart. And how do you rejoice? How do you make your heart happy? It's true. The word of God, true preaching. As you hear certain preaching, you are happy. You see, you are happy from within. You are happy. Your heart is happy. And that is even what determines whether you are going to physically. It, it, it determines what is going to happen in the physical. Many years ago, I watched a film about Steve Biko, South Africa. And um, that morning, I was just lying there. Probably, I don't know, I couldn't sleep. So I went to um, the hall watching. I was very young then, but I was going to drop my pastor at the airport. And he was driving to me early dawn, and I drive him to the airport, then keep his car, then go and pick him again. That was what I was doing for him then. But that night, I couldn't sleep. So I left the bedroom, and I went to the hall. And there was this film showing on BBC also about South Africa, Steve Biko. It was so sad. And as I was watching the, as I was watching the film, watching the film, watching the film, I passed in and I slept. But the next day, when I was going to drop my pastor, I felt sadness from within. I couldn't explain. Sadness from within. As I was driving him, I said to him, so I, I felt sadness. And it was the effect from the film. Is somebody hearing me? But the Bible says, you know, if we we'll jump out and go and do our business, rejoicing. Are you there with me? Like little um, kid. Are you there? I mean, the young of a goat. You know how they pop out? Are you there with joy and life, the way they embrace life? It is all through this. And that alone, it beats a lot of. That alone is deliverance. I don't know whether I've said it before, that a, a man went to his house, and the tenant couldn't pay rent. And he said to him that this church opposite our house, try and go there. Because I see the people coming out with joy. And probably your problem will stop. He did that to two tenants that he himself, a Muslim, became part of the church. Are you there? So there is something rejoicing the inner man is through the word. Then he goes on to say, the commandment of the law is pure, enlighten the eyes. I mean, what can enlighten? What can, you see, let me just say this, right? Do you realize that all inventions has something to do with believers? All inventions, right, brothers, all inventions were believers. Witty invention, as the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 8, it's ours. Are you there with me? It goes on to say, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. That means that, that whatever condition you get out of preaching or out of the word, it is forever. Then it says that the judgment of the Lord is true and righteous altogether. Then it goes on to say, more to be desired than gold and fine gold, sweeter than the honeycomb. Then it goes on verse 11. It says that more of, to be desired. It says that moreover, by them is the servant one, and in keeping them there is a great reward. Okay, this is what has been written. This is what has been written. But this is just the beginning of what preaching does. And we didn't know. All that our pastor said to us is that pray, pray preaching. If you have an unbeliever spouse, you have an unbeliever, just be praying. Because a word will enter. You see, sometimes forces are in the home. Sometimes televisions that have been turned on. Sometimes all sorts of radio programs that people have watched. Conversations that people have listened to. Are you there? The media and all these things. They are all demonic and satanic. Now, God's way to challenge these things is true preaching. True preaching. Play it. Let premier play. Let the recorded messages play. Choose your best and begin to play. Are you there with me? Somebody, some, let me continue. You know, there's a warning here why these things don't work for certain people. In Proverbs chapter 2, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 2. This is the warning. He says, uh, for unto us the gospel was preached. Unto us the gospel was preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached does not profit them. So you find out that in a church, some people are going high. This is what 
causes people to leave churches and do not. But the condition is you. Because some believe, some believe, some believe. I listen to my own preaching. And I say, wow, did I say this? Did I say this? Did I say this? Did I say? Because I tell you, we don't just get up and come and stand here. And we'll we'll get to that by all means in the next 10 minutes. God uses preaching. If God uses the footsteps of lepers to bring deliverance, how much more his word? How much more a pastor that has prayed, spirit-filled pastor that has prayed, that is speaking the word out. It is your responsibility to believe. The Bible said the word preached does not profit them. Why didn't it profit them? Because they didn't mix it with faith. They didn't mix it with faith. And in the same, it says that the gospel, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation. This salvation is not only being saved to be a child of God. Every form of deliverance, every form of prosperity, it is through this. It is through this. Is somebody hearing me? No, let me just say this, right? The Bible tells us, and watch very carefully as I close. Creating an atmosphere or creating a godly atmosphere. Creating an atmosphere or creating a godly atmosphere. I'm going to read a few verses of scripture to you. For you too, probably this will cement it. Get us ready for next week. And I'm going to read it very quickly, all in 10 minutes, by the grace of God. The Bible says, in the beginning, this is how the earth began. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Okay. Then he goes on in verse 2 to tell us, details. He says the earth was without form. The Hebrew word is tohu. The earth was without form. The evil word is tohu. It means to lie waste, desolate, desert, figuratively worthless things. Are you there with me? Confusion, empty place, without form, nothing, not, vain, vanity, Waste, wilderness. So the translators only pick form. But confusion was the state of the world. Are you there with me? Then, the next one, and void. Void means bohu. The word written there is B-O-H-U. Bohu. That is the Hebrew word used there. It means empty. It means emptiness. It means void. Okay, so out of these words, they chose void. Are you there with me? Then the Bible goes on to say and what? The earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the earth. Now the word darkness means means chokshik. Okay? Chokshrek. Okay? Which means dark. Darkness. Misery. Distraction. Death. Ignorance. Sorrow. Wickedness. Okay? Wickedness. Night and obscurity, okay? So meaning that this was the state, I don't know, sometimes I just sit there and I look at the problems around. Can I see any of these in the problems around? Because sometimes some of the problems, some of the problems that comes to us, some of the problems that we hear, are you there? Like what is happening right now? We don't know how to begin or what next to do. All these clips going about, are you there with me about racism and all these things going on about health? All these things going about finances. You don't. You can't even describe it. It's like formless. Are you there? You can't. You, where should we start from? But the Bible says that when the earth was in this state, it took the spirit of God and the word of God to bring it into place. And do you think God has changed? God has not changed. God has not changed. Please, just believe. If your finances is in this state, if your marriage is in this state, if your health is in this state, you see darkness, signs of darkness. You see ignorance. You see ignorance. You see sorrow. You see wickedness all around in the neighborhood. You see darkness. The other time we prayed powerfully, I can't say it. And uh, it's not a pleasant thing. But one Friday, we prayed powerfully. Powerfully. And I felt that we have actually prayed and confronted certain principalities in the neighborhood. And yet, behold, I got to my car. I noticed that, yes, they've also reacted. And they showed me 
that we don't like the prayer that you prayed. So, you see, these things are real. These things are real. Is somebody hearing me? This is the state, and God solved the state. Listen to this. Look at what Isaiah said. Isaiah says that, you see, the Bible says that, and when the earth was this state, the Spirit of God moved, and God said, let there be light. And God saw the light, and he saw the light was good. God has never changed. It's still the same. Today, the preaching of the gospel, you need the word of God. You need the spirit of God for you to do it. And if these two things create and change things, then all of us, our life are to be changed when we hear the gospel. When you hear a gospel about finances, your finances is to change. When you hear a gospel about healing, your healing is yours. But the thing that stops is that people don't believe. They want something else. Pastor, touch me. Oh, pastor, do this. I have to travel to Jerusalem. I have to go to the mountain. I have to walk where Jesus walked. But God says, listen, when the woman, you see, the woman at the world asks Jesus, listen, there are all sorts of things. How best can we serve God? Is it Jerusalem is the place? He says, no. He says, no. Jesus gave an answer. And that's a great light for you and I. That is why today we are watching this program. We don't have to go to Jerusalem to be accepted. We don't have to go to the highest of the mountains. Is somebody hearing me? So that was the light of God in the darkness. So anytime you are exposed to preaching, know that something great is happening to you. And it is your responsibility to get all your blessings. The Bible said that somebody has not walked before. And after hearing preaching, he walked. Now what are the things that you have not received? What are the things that you have not experienced before? And God says, I've hidden it in preaching. Some will whisper to you, what is this church? Well, come and say, they didn't even pray for you. You just came to sit here to hear. They didn't even touch you. Didn't, I tell you, great things are happening over a period of time. Sometimes, you see, sometimes there are certain distractions that are meant. But these atmosphere challenges the distraction. Make sure that it doesn't happen. And I'm going to read it. Jesus went to the temple. He didn't even know. He was just preaching. Then people started responding. People started responding. And you listen to what people said. Now, what are the forces that are plaguing us? And the Bible says, I will deal with these forces through preaching. Look at Isaiah chapter 61. The Bible says that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach. Are you there with me? So, from hence, what I'm about to read, it is solved by preaching, an anointed preaching. So, what you should do is look for anointed preaching. If your pastor's preaching is anointed, look for it and make sure that everything in there is yours. Move on to another. Move on to another. Move on to another. Move on to another. Because in life, there are many things. You see, everything has to work. The Bible talks about God and his house. He says, all things were ready. Now go and bring people in. So God doesn't want your marriage to prosper and your health going down. God doesn't want your finances to prosper, and marriage not working. It has to be total. It has to be total. And it's becoming total in the name of Jesus. What's the essence of driving a nice car? But then, the children are not healthy. What's the essence of healthy children, but no car? To... What's the essence of beautiful clothes, but no church to go to? <laughs> Glory be to God. What's the essence of the clothes? What's the essence of the tie? What's the essence of the suit? But no church to go to. We'll be meeting soon, 4th July. Glory be to God. There's joy in the house of God. Now, watch this. Okay? It was prophesied through Isaiah that the Spirit of the Lord God will come upon someone and he will preach good tidings to the meek and the binding of broken hearts. Are you there with me? So it takes preaching to bind a broken heart. Now, I don't know even when a spirit is broken. I know people that have suffered all sorts of things. Sometimes they are broken. I remember one sister. When we were on the, 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 behind this wall here, we used to have um, welcoming, welcoming, welcoming. But anytime, I'm just going to shake hands in the presence of a lot of people. Are you there? I go into the congregation trying to shake hands. But every time she jacks back, are you there? So I said to my dear wife, that, what is, I mean, try, let's try to find out what this lady has been through. 
I don't know, probably if it was me or all the men, she does that or he does that to the women as well. But I just said to that she like some fear you could it's so physical and you can also see. Are you there with me? Now probably I don't know exactly we couldn't find an answer. But what I'm trying to say is that sometimes, right, Satan take us. The Bible said there was a man that was traveling from Jericho to Gaza and he fell among thieves and they robbed him and they bruised him and they left him half dead. Sometimes there are certain relationships. Sometimes there are certain financial deals. Sometimes there are certain health problems. It breaks our spirit. And God says that he will use the preaching of the gospel to put your spirit together. What else? He will use the preaching of the gospel to put your broken spirit together. He goes on to say sometimes we are held captive. I was having bad thought all the time, bad thought. Leave school, leave church, bad thought, bad thought, because I was destined for destruction. Then as I heard the preaching of the gospel, 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 you know, I dropped out. I dropped out from uni at my first attempt. Are you there with me? Found Christ. I said, I'll go to school again. I'll go to school again. I'll go to uni again. Is somebody hearing me? Now, it says to proclaim the opening of prison to them that are bound. So sometimes people are working about they are bound, but they do not know. But God's solution is not the oil. Yes, God can use the oil. But one of the sure ways the Bible says it, and today, just highlight the preaching. It says that those that are in prison are set free through the preaching of the gospel. Anointed preaching. Say with me, anointed preaching. It goes on to say that to proclaim liberty, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So the acceptable year of the Lord, right, eh, is proclaimed through preaching. Are you there with me? So sometimes when you are listening to preaching, there's a way. Are you there? It can be on radio. It can be a recorded messages. But get into the message. Be saying amen when you have to say amen. Receive when you have to say receive. Remember the gospel was preached. But those that benefited were those that added faith. And that comes from you. That's come from, you, can, you see, probably this message, a message or so can be your favorite message. But anytime you hear, when they are saying amen, don't say, I have said amen 17 times already. Get into the message. Make the message live. Through your faith, make the message live. Is somebody hearing me? Now, the Bible goes on to say, it goes on to say that um, a point for those that want to give unto them beautiful ashes. These things are spiritual conditions. Mourning for the spirit of heaviness. I don't want the spirit of heaviness is on you. Are you there when mourning is on you? How are, how are these changed? How are these changed? These are spiritual conditions. Sometimes you wake up, you don't even want to talk to anybody. You wake up, you don't even want to come to church. You don't want to go to work. You wake up, you see, there are things that have been orchestrated. And God challenges it. Let me give you a classic example. Then I'll show one or two things. And I tell you, somebody will be blessed in this place. The Bible says... Jesus' example. In John, I beg your pardon, in Luke chapter 4, verses 31 to 36, and I'm going to read it very quickly. The Bible says that, and he came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and he taught in the synagogue. Please take note. He taught in the synagogue. That means that he's preaching, just as I'm doing, isn't it? The Bible says that, and they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word were with power. His word were with power. How, what, what was the power? Are you there? What, what, can we quantify the power? Was it like electric shock? What was, why was his word with power? Was it like a force? Was it like a wind? How, why was his power? His word, the people said his word was his power. Dunamis power. Remember God's ways are not our ways. So what exactly are they saying? Let's read on. And in the synagogue there was a man. Every time the man comes to church, people don't know that he was troubled. Are you there with him? Which had the spirit, which had an unclean spirit. And he cried out with a loud voice. That means that Jesus was just preaching, and the man responded. That means that, you see, sometimes certain forces, they enter our homes, they enter our mind, they enter our children, they enter our finances. Certain forces. Then suddenly the man has changed. Suddenly the woman has changed. Suddenly the child, suddenly the church member has, suddenly, suddenly something has entered them. 
Something has entered them. Is somebody hearing me? The Bible said that this man was every time coming to church, but people didn't know his problems. People didn't know he goes home to cry. People didn't know that he goes to cut himself. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 5 that this man would take a stone because of demonic oppression, first left his family, make the tomb home, made the tree his home. He would take a stone and cut himself. That he himself would cry, ah! cut himself, ah! cut himself. And these things are demonic oppressions. And these are the lights that we'll talk about. God is going to show us that through Jesus, we know how demons work. Just recently, they showed a clip of certain boys that the police was searching them. And I looked at their dressing. I said, no way. They cannot be in this church and dress like this. <laughs> they cannot come from my home and dress like this. Why wouldn't the police search them? Three boys. One was dressed decently. And two others in summer in a Tesco queue. Uh, in this COVID season, causing trouble in the queue. They called police, and the way the police handled them, people were standing there with cameras watching them, and, and I was even looking at them. I said, why wouldn't they? If you look at the dressing. But the Bible says all these things are demonic. Because when Jesus healed a man, the Bible said one of the things that showed was that he was in his right mind and he was properly clothed. He was properly clothed. So sometimes even our dressing even gives us away that no there is a problem is somebody hearing me and this is our light and i believe that somebody is taking this to go into the world to help people i'm not saying you but sometimes you will not understand why somebody has taken off his church his, his shirt you don't understand why somebody is decided to dress that way to go naked and be walking on the road there are forces there are forces at work put that person into preaching after a few minutes, you see the person properly in his right hand, dressed, listening, sit down quietly. Some of the people cannot even sit down quietly and listen to the word. It's all forces. Is somebody hearing me? Now, the Bible says that while Jesus was preaching, he didn't touch this man. In the synagogue, there was a man which had an unclean devil, and he cried out. Unclean devil was unseen. Are you there with me? Saying, let us alone. What are we to do with thee? Thou Jesus of Nazareth, art thou come to destroy us? I know who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him and said, Hold your peace and come out of him. And when the devil has thrown him into the midst, are you there with me? He came out of him. And the people said, Wow! All the people were amazed. And they speak among themselves, saying, With the word, it says, What word is this? What word is this? What preaching is this? Are you there with me? And he said, With authority and power, he commanded unclean spirits and they come out. Jesus didn't touch him. Is somebody hearing me? Now, let me close on this note. The Bible talks about Paul went to Lystra. And they were of it. They were, they were, were of it. And he fled unto Lystra in Derby, city of Laconia, and unto the regions. That lie round about. Verse 7. And there he preached the gospel. Please, do you see what Paul did? What did he do? Holy water. He prayed for holy, on holy water. He prayed on the Bible. He gave them special oil. What did he do? He laid hands on them. He preached the gospel. So if this man later on come and say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of God because God manifests his power. But the Bible says that uh, only one person got a breakthrough. That means he was a person that believed. Is somebody hearing me? Today I want to end here. But Jesus Christ has never changed. All these messages have been recorded and we have many more. You know, our walk with God, the Bible talks about our light become brighter and brighter. Meaning that Yesterday shouldn't be the same as today. And tomorrow will be better than today. Meaning that it's breakthroughs upon breakthroughs. The ways of God is better and better and better and better. If you see that last year is almost the same, there's a problem. If you see that yesterday was better than today, there is a problem. There is a problem with your faith. These are the indicators. Look at yourself five years ago and look at yourself now. You are hearing the gospel. You are, don't push it away. Even with this 
online service. People are late for tuning in. There is a problem. You don't make time to come and sit here and fellowship. And I'll talk about the presence that is created. What's the word? What's you, whilst you are hearing the word? We'll talk about it in typescale. But today I wanted to point out to you that the earth which was without form and void, God has never changed. And there's no variableness in God. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same word I take and I bring it to your home. That I say, I speak unto you that every problem ceases in the name of Jesus. Every problem ceases in the name of Jesus. They will bow. They will bow. Those problems, I call them they. They will bow to their knees. The Bible says at the, at the mention of the name of Jesus, it was a name that God has given. At the mention of the name of Jesus. So that is why every prayer we add the name of Jesus. At the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Whether it's celestial in heaven, whether it's earthly, whether it's underneath the earth. Only believe. May God bless you. May the coming week be better. After hearing these encouraging words, please do not joke with the hearing of the gospel. Talking about Jesus, the Bible says, and they came to hear him and to be healed. They came to hear him and to be healed. You first have to hear. There was a time Peter had an opportunity to hear from God directly. On the Mount of Transfiguration, what would God say to Peter? This is my beloved son. Hear him. And do you think God will say anything different to us? This is my beloved son. Let him lay hands on you. This is my beloved son. Let him walk with you. He said, this is my beloved son. Hear him. Peter later on wrote and said that this we heard when we were with him. This is 2 Peter verse 1. Well, we were with him. We heard it with our ears. It's not a joke. It's not a fable. But you will do well through the gospel if you pay, take heed unto it. And that has been my secret. That has been my secret. That has been my secret. And today, after 30 years, I can stand here. Whether you believe or you wouldn't believe, I have done my bit. May God bless you and keep you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Temple of God International podcast. We pray that you have thoroughly received the word and that it will bless and enhance your life in unthinkable ways. We encourage you to not only subscribe to this podcast, but also to our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on our social media pages. We strive to encourage you with the word of God. God bless you. Until next time.